Class Dismissed, Chapter 22, Eric. Principal Klein stands in front of our classroom doorway. He has just announced we have a field trip tomorrow. With all the excitement over the last few days, I completely forgot about our trip. I think we all completely forgot about it. Of course, our principal says. A field trip to the Liberty Falls History Museum. Aren't you excited? I wouldn't use the word excited to describe our mood right now. I think I'd call us stunned, as in so stunned our mouths actually hang open like flytraps. We stare at our principal. Someone coughs. Certainly, Ms. Bryce has taught you all about the history of our wonderful town, asked Principal Klein. She's never mentioned a word about the history of Liberty Falls, not even by accident, but no one says anything. You all know how the town got its name, right? Asks our principal. He looks right at me as if he expects me to blurt out an answer. I put my finger under my collar. How do I get so hot in here? How did it get so hot in here suddenly? I look down and say to my notebook, because there used to be some sort of waterfall and because Liberty Falls... And because liberty never falls, so it's sort of ironic, maybe? So you have learned, Principal Klein throws out a broad smile. Anyway, don't forget to bring your signed permission slips tomorrow before you get on the bus. Tell Miss Bryce that Miss Frank will come by to collect them tomorrow morning. A moment later, he's gone. The door is closed, and no one in class dares to even breathe. But then Madeline breaks the so-stunned-our-mouths-actually-hang-open-like-fly-trap silence by asking the question on my lips. It's the question on all of our lips. How are we going to go on a field trip without a teacher? We all groan in unison. It's over. I knew we'd be caught, wails Maggie. First the play, now this. She buries her face in her hands. Maybe we can just call the office and tell them Ms. Bryce is sick, suggests Madeline. And then I'll, they'll assign us a substitute for, for the day. Maggie looks up, hopeful. No way, says Emmy. Do you remember the last sub we had? Remember Drill Sergeant De, De, DeWitt? She made us do push-ups and run laps. She had a whistle around her neck, and whenever you answered a question wrong, she blew that whistle until your eyes fell off. And then she made the entire class do 50 sit-ups. We all remembered Mrs. DeWitt. How do we forget? I still have nightmares about her. Cooper shivers more than the rest of us. After seeing him sneak a candy bar, sneak a bite of a candy bar, Miss DeWitt made Cooper run three laps around the school. And it was raining. Cooper puts the chocolate bar he's holding into his backpack as if Mrs. DeWitt is peering inside some magical faraway crystal ball watching him snatch. No one wants Mrs. DeWitt back for even one day. And what if she stayed for two or three days? What if she became our permanent teacher? There are continued moans across the class. My mom could take us, Jasmine suggests. She loves museums. But won't she wonder where our real teacher is, asked Eli. It's too risky, says Madeline. And we all nod in agreement. They would discover our secret for sure. Our incredible secret is unraveling like a giant ball of rolling yarn swatted by the darn cat.
If anyone finds out, then we're all sock haters, which means we all smell like socks or whatever, yells Brian. I don't want to repeat the fifth grade. The class that repeated fifth grade. Maybe there'll be a next story. Maybe that'll be the next story. All right. It'll be about a class that has to repeat the same grade over and over and over again until they all until they are all 140 years old. In my story, the teacher doesn't age, though. So at the end, she's the student and the students are all her teacher. Maybe we could keep our secret and still go on the field trip, says Samantha. I know an adult who will help us out and won't ask questions. He'll pretend to be our teacher in everything. I turn my head and stare at Samantha. I wait for her to laugh and tell us that she's just kidding. That even her daddy can't save us from this mess. But she sits there, calmly. Are you sure? asks Maggie. Pretty sure, says Samantha. She nods her head enthusiastically. Very sure. Our secret will be safe with him. Then, that's what we'll do, says Maggie. No one else seems to have any other ideas, so we all agree that Samantha will supply a pretend teacher. Maggie immediately starts digging through Mrs. Bryce's desk. I figure she must be looking for permission slips. I have to admit that Samantha surprises me. I thought I already knew everyone in class, but I guess you really need to get to know someone well before you really know someone well. And maybe you can't get to know someone well just by watching that person from your desk. Chapter three, Samantha. I have a job to do. The entire class is depending on me. Me, Samantha O'Day. No one has really depended on me for anything before. Daddy usually pays people, so we depend on them. It's a scary feeling, but it's sort of a nice feeling too. People say that money can't buy everything. You never hear rich people saying that. Still, maybe there's something to do. Mr. Willicott sits in his lawn chair in the front of the old timer's joint. That's not the best name for it, I admit. I'm distracted by all these good deeds, though. He's wearing the same old three-piece suit, hen-wide, striped, He's wearing the same brown three-piece suit and wide-striped tie he always wears. I hang back. I'm a little nervous to ask him for a favor. What if he says no to me? Then what happens? That's the problem with having lots of people depending on you. You might have to let them down even if you try your hardest. I'm surprised that I care so much about helping out. I usually don't think about the other kids in our class at all. But now I find myself really, really, really wanting to help them. Franny! Mr. Willowcott shouts, pulling me out from the deep thoughts. In black ink, my love may still shine bright. Um, right, I say, coming closer. I have no idea what that means, as usual. My name is Samantha, remember? Of course, of course. Have I told you of my one true love, Franny Bree. She was as lovely as a spring meadow and delicate bloom on a hill of luscious green. Yeah, I know. Her bounty is as bounty as the sea, or you are as bountyless sea, or something like that. I need to get to my point. Mr. Wilcott, I need a favor. A favor? He repeats, his index finger caressing his chin. His, uh, his eyebrows lift. He stands up, 
places one hand on his heart, stretches out the other hand as if addressing the queen. His eyes had a sad look the, the other day, but I don't see any sign of that now. They glimmer full of life. I wish my eyes twinkled like that. Fashion magazines don't tell you how to get your eyes to light up. Being your slave, what should I do but tend upon the hours and times of your desire? I have no precious time at all to spend nor services to do till you require, he says. I'm not sure, but I think he's offering help. Excellent. I might not be someone who gets invited to birthday parties, but I won't be someone who lets everyone down. We've got a problem at school. We're going on a class trip and we need an adult to go with us. You'll have to pretend you're our teacher. Pretend? Like acting in a play? Exactly. It's been so long since I've acted in front of an audience. He says this quietly to himself. I worry that he won't agree to help us. Then what? I feel, I feel anxious. I keep myself from tapping my foot impatiently. I suppose that's why good deeds feel good, because they feel horrible when you don't know if they'll succeed. Mr. Willcock clears his throat, and when he speaks, he speaks louder and gesturous with his arms sweeping enthusiastically. Yes, I shall do it. For all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Then he smiles, a bright smile with white, gleaming, nearly perfect teeth. His eyes twinkle so bright, I have to look away. I grin as widely as he does. I really don't think anyone feels better than having a good deed done, done right, not even buying shoes. But an actor needs his props, explains Mr. Willowcock, whirling around in a circle, his arms swirling down, up and down and around. Costumes, makeup. Should I wear a fake mustache a long, or long flowing wig? How about a top hat and tails? A walking cane? Perhaps I could go as Prince of Denmark, old Hamlet himself. I was thinking you could just act like a teacher? Mr. Willowcock pumps his fist. A splendid idea. Why, this will be the greatest role of my life. Still, I'll need a name. A character without a name is like a play without an act. Uh, pick whatever name you want. How about Macbeth? Throne of Glamis. Um, maybe you want to work on that, I suggest. He nods. Perhaps. But thank you. Thank you for helping us. He could call himself anything and I'd be super excited. Well, he could call himself almost anything. I won't give him... I want to give him a giant grateful hug, but instead I pat him on the shoulder. We work out all the details and I bid him farewell. I actually said, I bid thee farewell. Talking to Mr. Willowcott for a moment will make you think like, will make you speak like that. As I wave goodbye and head toward my building, all I can think of is, I did it. I found our pretend teacher, me, Samantha, and daddy had nothing to do with it. Winter break starts next week and we are going to Hawaii. It's been over a year since we, since we were last there, which seems like forever. The warm tropical sun will feel great but I doubt it will make me feel any warmer than I do right now. I'm walking on a ray of sunshine, even though it's cold and a cloudy day. Our doorman, George, smiles at me, and I scurry past him in the lobby. Welcome home, Ms. Samantha. Farewell thee well, George. <laughs> 
I say as I rusp, rush past and then bit, bite my tongue trying to shake the Mr. Willowcott sayings from my mouth. I head straight to the elevator. I need to change clothes for dance class and I'm running late. Miss Flatley, our teacher, said that we might start our dance for the end of the year recital today. She'll likely pick parts right after winter break. Last year, Penelope Poppers was the lead dancer in our class recital. She's the best dancer, sure, but I've been practicing really hard. Maybe I'll get a solo this year. If not, I'm sure daddy can help fix that. Doing things by yourself feels great, but sometimes you still need your parents to take care of things for you. It's a lot easier anyway.